Indianapolis, Baltimore, and Capitol Heights, Prince Frederick, Maryland, and out of our nation's capital. South Korea, Cameroon, the Bahamas, Spain, and Romania. Thank you for tuning in. So the question is, what are the safest countries on Earth if World War III starts? Well, they've been identified as Iceland, Greenland, Switzerland, Bhutan, Fiji, Argentina, South Africa, Chile, Indonesia, New Zealand, and Antarctica. Those of you who have been tuning in, are tuning in, will be tuning in. Did you hear your country call? Wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on. I didn't hear anything about the United States or Israel and other countries. You know, you've heard me ask, where do we, the poor, go? You know, the wealthy and some politicians, they can go underground and in space. We, the poor, if we have knowledge, going to do what? And the people knock you for praying unto the Creator who already made it clear what is and what is not going to happen to to earth. So as men and women, women and men keep pushing and pushing, but here comes whatever, and we're the poor just looking at it. Think about it. Whatever's going to happen, we the poor just looking at it. What happened to trust with whomever that comes to your heart and mind? Just asking. Again, what are the safest countries on earth if World War Three starts? And so you've heard the countries that's been identified as the most likely to survive if conflict breaks out. Did you hear about the world's the global billionaires are building bunkers and assembling fortresses outside their mansions. Have you heard about it? You know, now they have a name for it. It's called doomsday prepping. It's being seen as a hobby relegated to the paranoid friends. But wait a minute, now they're saying, if we talk about just the United States, that ordinary Americans are spending a staggering $11 billion on survival items. Just last year, from April the 22nd to 2022 to April 2023. Okay, so the wealthy way to build underground, prepare to go outside Earth's atmosphere, trying to escape whatever's coming, whatever they have knowledge of. So you can't get mad at we poor who whatever money we may have, based on whatever knowledge we may possess, are prepping as well, you know, stocking up on survival items. Because you're not telling us what's really going on, and we don't even have the means. But did you also hear that Foreign developers, including Chinese, Russian, Iranian, and Venezuelans, now own at least 40 million acres of United States land near military bases from coast to coast, and that the U.S. government 
allegedly has admitted it doesn't know the full extent. Say what? Oh, you haven't heard about that at least 40 million acres of U.S. farms and forests are owned by foreign investors, which affect consequences for national security. Who sold them that land? Now, you know, I'm not trying to be funny, but isn't my community still waiting for their acres? You don't mind me throwing that in there, do you? Did you hear about the virtual love that I've been talking about the last few weeks as it relates to AI and AI girlfriends now earn $30,000 a month from lonely men and receive 20 marriage proposals? Come on, man. Well, that's what's going on. You know, in upcoming in a few weeks, we're going to be doing an eight-week series. Robert Kelly and I, we're going to talk about we men. Now, I don't know if we're going to be talking about no AI, because we want to keep it human. You don't mind, do you? But did you hear about the Christians here in the United States are being barred from foster parenting under President Biden's administration policy, a new policy? It's alleged that the Biden administration has introduced a new child welfare policy that may prevent Christians, you know, followers of Jesus Christ and other persons of faith from becoming foster parents because of their views on LGBTQ issues. And it was supposed to be announced by the Department of Health and Human Services, Timber, in that the policy would prohibit the placement of children with foster parents who refuse to support and affirm transgenderism for minors and or who believe homosexuality is sinful. The only thing you hear me asking or saying, not asking, but saying, as I've continued to say, so you have been penalized for your beliefs, but you're not being penalized for your beliefs. And you wonder why the Word of God talks about the come a day when right is wrong and wrong is right. And you wonder why these children who are now teenagers, who are now young adults in college, are so confused. Well, it's because of you and you and you. Did you hear over in Pakistan, and you know we have listeners from there, that the police refused to charge a Muslim who tried to rape a heavenly pregnant Christian woman, cause her to lose her baby? Did you hear about that? Well, you can read about it in the Morning Star News reports. You are going to read it, aren't you? And while you're reading it, look at one over in India. One of its states continue to be racked by over eight months of violence. Tens of thousands of Christians from the Kukuzo tribal community have now been displaced, and at least 80 community members, including women and children, have died due to desperately poor living conditions and lack of health care, according to the Christian report, with Christian Post reports. 
And while we're hearing about Christians, did you hear about the hundreds of priests in Belarus have been warned that state agencies are monitoring them and hundreds of religious communities? So again, you keep hearing me ask as I take a sip of my water. What's going on with all this monitoring of Christians and religious communities, but not your community or yours or yours? Did you hear about, I know we mentioned China earlier, but did you hear about where a Christian advocacy group has urged prayers for Christians facing persecution in China? After a church elder of one of China's largest underground churches was detained from questioning? Have you heard about that? To the United States, you don't mind, do you? An individual in what is known as the Breakfast Club, identified as uh, first name of Charlemagne, says that he's upset by the migrant crisis. Says the, the popular radio host has identified the crisis at the southern border as an especially weak spot for President Biden and Democrats' governments. He says, with thousands of migrants flooding across the border and into communities across the United States, voters have become distraught at President Biden's lack of response. He told Fox News Digital that he has been hearing frequently from people who are deeply upset about the wave of migrants. He said he's never seen so many working-class people really express their frustration for the migrants. Last week, as the Big Apple braced for a snowstorm and cold front, city executives made the decision to keep students home from school for a day and instead used the Brooklyn facility to house migrants during the storm. The host whose morning show, The Breakfast Club, is listened to by millions each month, specifically went after Blue City mayors for politically supporting the welcoming of migrants and then becoming overwhelmed. At least 2.4 million migrants streamed across the United States southern border in fiscal year 2023. And that figure just represents the encounters Border Patrol agents had. There are plenty of illegal crossers who did not come in contact with the DHS officers. That 2.4 million figure breaks down an average of about 6,575 encounters per day, which means it would take just over two full weeks for 95,000 illegal crossers to enter the United States. Despite the seemingly high figure being touted by Abbott, it represents just a small fraction of the total number of unvetted foreigners coming into the United States annually. Now, wait a minute before I continue. Now, I better continue before I comment. How about that? Did you hear that President Biden finally admits border isn't secure and believes massive changes needed? I'm ready to act. Now, wait a minute. Gary, don't even comment. It's now 2024. How long has our president been in office? Oh, but let me continue before I comment on the first article. Democratic Senator John Fetterman breaks with his party again, says migration crisis threatens to destroy the American dream as another 300,000 people approach the southern border in hopes of crossing into the United States. All right. Are you sure you're ready for me to comment? Okay, because it's 2024. 
Well, first of all, if I go back to the the Breakfast Club host, Charlemagne, and what he has shared based upon whom he has heard from, if you recall, he is the same individual that when President Biden was running for election, that President Biden made the comment that you're not black if you don't vote for him. Okay. Second of all, after the president was elected, didn't he have a meeting with the people that somebody has identified as the leaders of the black community across the country? And in that meeting, wasn't it a tape or something leaked, Katie, that the black community is going to have to get used to what's going to occur, which is now have been is continuing to occur as relates to the migration across the border. So wouldn't it have been at that time that everybody had prior knowledge of what was going to happen that was going to affect the black community and the Latino community, those who have came over the right way legally? So I'm missing something. You know I'm not. So who needs to have knowledge, factual knowledge, sensitive knowledge about who's affected in the community as relates to jobs and housing and so forth and so forth. And so interesting not to me that if U.S. Senator had broke with his party and he's identifying what's threatening the American dream and this U.S. Senator is a brand new senator, I'm missing something. I'm not missing anything. And speaking of migrants, oh, and at that meeting, wasn't Alice Sharpton a part of that meeting? I'm just saying. But speaking of migrants, the U.S. travelers outraged by airport signs to allow migrants onto flights without identification. I'm quite offended. Say what? Say what? Oh, Okay. New York is contemplating doing what California is doing. So what is California doing? California is now providing full health insurance free to all low-income, undocumented migrants. Full-scope Medi-Cal, called Medicaid in other states, covers primary and preventive care specialist prescription drugs and other services. Previously, immigrants without legal status were eligible only for restricted scope Medi-Cal, which provided benefits for such things as emergency room visits and pregnancy-related care. But effective January 1, 2024, all low-income California residents, regardless of immigration status, are eligible for the same taxpayer-funded safety net health insurance program on which 14 million Californians already rely. All right. So what politicians need to understand why the people are upset? Now, if they're saying, like you've heard recently in Chicago, blasted their mayor, he's not even taking care of the people who voted for him or the people out on the street. 
or if they are removing students from school like they're doing in New York and elsewhere, and you wonder why the average person who is poor are upset? What's going on? Did you hear about the kindergartens are going to get cash for attending school under Ohio proposal in a bid to fight truancy? Now, who came up with that? But, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. You know, throw money, thinking you're going to do what with behavior, and how long would this behavior last? Did you hear about the very loving hospital greeter who allegedly stabbed a string of New York City strangers held without bond? So here's an individual that greeted people in the hospital. You know, think about it. And it turned out to be someone who was stabbing people, 2024. How about the Brooklyn man exonerated after 14 years in prison? And another case investigated by crooked New York Police Department detectives. And I'm talking about trust in both of these instances. See, it doesn't make a difference what your title happened to be. Doesn't make a difference what your skin tone is. Doesn't make a difference what your zip code is. Comes back to you, the individual. Do you hear about the the one that said I couldn't afford it? A killing video shows that the killer calmly confessed to killing his fiance because he couldn't pay for the wedding. You heard it. How about the Mississippi mother who posted a disciplinary note for her first grade seven-year-old son after he got in trouble for saying Jesus Christ at school? Think about that in this country. A baby can't even say Jesus Christ at school, but you can say everything else under the sun and get away with it. Doesn't that come back not so much to policy, but the persons who are instituting the policies and administering the policies and coming up with the policies that only affect believers of the household of faith? So it goes back to my initial question. And then it was recently written, I don't know if you heard about it, can Africa save Christianity if the West gives up on faith? Daniel McCarthy wrote, everybody's in on it. They're looking at these countries. Remember all these countries you said that you're going to move to? <clears throat> Not you personally, unless you you are. In the event of World War Three. But Daniel McCarthy wrote a century ago, the Catholic intellectual Hilaire Belloc wrote, let me find what they wrote so I can quote it accurately, that Europe is the faith. Today, conservative Christians, Catholic and Protestant, increasingly say Africa is the faith because of the demographic future and the strongest commitment to traditional teachings is there. At a time when the American right is strongly opposed to immigration and globalization, and the left casually portrays conservatives as racist, many Christians who make up the Republican base and much of the center-right elite, too, are looking to the developing world for hope. Africa has galloping 
population growth while birth rates in the United States, Europe, and East Asia are below replacement levels. The United Nations estimates that by 2050, there will be 2.5 billion Africans, and the growth won't stop there. Nigeria, closely divided and hotly contested between Muslims and Christians, already has a population of nearly 240 million with a birth rate of 4.5 children per woman, compared with America's 1.8 per woman. Ethiopia, a Christian-majority nation, has approximately 120 million people and a birth rate of 3.8. The United States is also a Christian-majority nation, but the majority here is dwindling with only 64% Americans now identify as Christians. The numbers don't tell the whole story. There's also a qualitative difference between the faith in Africa and its character in the United States and Europe. African Christianity is on the whole more conservative. America's traditionalist Catholics were dismayed by a recent statement from the Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith that allowed blessings for same-sex couples under limited circumstances. No, the Catholic Church is not sanctioning gay marriage, but conservatives fear it's headed in that direction. Yet if Rome under under Pope Francis is a source of consternation, Africa offers conservatives reassurance. African bishops issued a statement of their own. We, the African bishops, do not consider it appropriate for Africa to bless homosexual unions unions with same-sex couples because in our context that would cause confusion and would be in direct contradiction to the communities. The cultural ethos of American communities and Europe is what troubles conservatives. Here, same-sex marriage finds wide acceptance among mainland Protestants and many Catholics, and some conservative Christians are coming to feel like strangers in their own churches but they feel at home in their heart with the African church. It's all about Jesus Christ, present and future hope, death, burial, and resurrection, which is the gospel. Did you hear that the sound of freedom as I take a sip of my water? Top 250 million at global box office, surpassing the Godfather, Batman Forever, The movie showcased the topic of child sex trafficking from darkness into light. And I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the interview I just did a week ago with John D. when we talked about human trafficking. Well, upcoming, this upcoming Wednesday, going to talk about the relationship with a drug dealer or pharmacist. And speaking of that, were you aware that the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, DEA, in 2023 seized more than 77 million fentanyl pills and nearly 12,000 pounds of fentanyl powder, the most the DEA has ever seized in a single year? Coming Friday, Deborah Denise, our beloved sister, native and black American music producer, singer, and songwriter has released a new single 
sincerity to be announced, the topic, but in Sunday morning, oh, salvation. And that's out of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 9. But in the meantime, the verse of today, for those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. And you can find that in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31.
showed me your face Come fill this space My world needs you right now My world needs you 